Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Everyone, welcome to the show. I'm excited. We have my new friend, Kale Sadov, with us today. Um, Kale, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, I'm 19 years old. When I was about 15 years old, I became an, a published author. I've written three children's books, and I've illustrated them too. And yeah, it's just been a really crazy journey in the past few years. I love it. Now, let's start because I, I think, you know, we, we tend to work with and, and interview people who've been very, very successful and they're looking back on your their career um, I'm excited that you're sort of just starting out. So how did you, at the age of 15, what made you say, not only am I going to write a book, but I'm going to illustrate it as well? What was that journey like for you? Okay, so I've always been uh, drawing. Drawing's been an area where I could um, really derive confidence from as a, as a kid. Uh, it's something that... I always excelled at in classes, and yeah, I was always known as the art guy, but um, I was born with a stutter, so, and that was, like, really evident when I was reading, so that was something I was really picked on for as a child, so as a result, I really did not like books all that much, and uh, when I was about 15 years old, uh, I was just sort of sitting there and a word came into my head and that word was author. And that was a word that I really never would have tried to think about. I really did not want to think about that. And I just sort of pushed it to the side. Um, I thought that was the end of it. And I woke up the next morning and my grandma was there. She She shows me this thing on Facebook. She's like, and she's telling me all about this children's author. And bell sort of went off in my head. I, was, I remembered what I remember what I thought of yesterday. Uh, I was like, coincidence, not listening to it. And then that afternoon, I was washing dishes and my mom and sister were in the kitchen talking. My sister was studying to be a teacher at the time. And my mom was like, you know so much about kids, you should be a children's author. And bells went off my head again. I was like, no, not not listening to it. And then later that night, I was, I was a little paranoid, to be honest. I was kind of freaking out. But um, my, my family was watching this show called Holy Moly. And whenever a new contestant comes on, they introduce themselves and they say what their job is. And I look up. And there's this older woman on there and she looks right at the camera, like staring, staring right at me dead down the barrel and says, 
I'm a children's book author. At that point, I get out my phone, I download Google Docs, and I just start writing, and the rest is really history. I love that. So you've written three books in in the four years since you had this aha moment. Um, let's walk through each of the books, because I'm, I'm going to guess, tell me about each of the books, and then let's talk about the lessons you've learned from each of those books, if that's... So your okay. first book was when you were 15, was it? Uh, yes, I started writing when I was about 15, uh, published when I was 16, I believe. Okay. The first book was called Danny the Duck Head South. It's about a duck that uh, is going to fly south with his, with his flock. He gets distracted really easily, though. And when he does get, end up getting distracted, he hits a tree. He falls to the ground and can't fly anymore, so then he has to find a new way to fly south. And at the end, he finds a way that's so clever, in fact, that he can get there faster than any of his flock around him. And then, thank you. And my second book is called Danny and Kevin Conquer Camping. It is a mission book. That's what we call it. And it is to raise awareness for limb loss and limb difference. It is about Danny the duck again and his friend Kevin Bacon, who's a pig. He, he ends up losing his leg and um, that really sends him into a dark place. And Danny knows he has to get him out of that place or else he's never gonna get his friend back. So he decides to take him camping and it's a Mm, it takes a story from Danny to get Kevin to really realize that he's not alone, that his friend is not going anywhere, and that although he may have lost something really important to him, he still has so many more amazing things in his life. I love that. Now, I'm going to guess that somebody around you has inspired these books, or where do you find your inspiration for these books? Um, well, I've always felt drawn to, um, raise awareness for those with special needs. And, um, it was at, actually at my first home track meet that I was really inspired to, um, write Danny and Kevin Conquer Camping. Um, I was I was done with all my races. I was watching the two-mile race, which is eight laps. It's a really long race. And right as, right as it starts, I noticed this one kid uh, begin his race, and I was standing in a crowd at the time with my team. And as soon as he passes, the whole, the whole crowd around me just erupts in laughter, just screaming just hateful hateful things at him all because he looked different than everyone else and I, re I remember I turned to somebody who I'd known for like my whole life and I said how would you feel if somebody was screaming those things at you and then he turned to me didn't even blink and he said if I were that kid I would kill myself and the whole situation was just really bad. But as that kid rounded the track again, 
He had something that I'll never forget. He looked into that crowd that was just screaming at him. And he smiled. And he showed them that no matter what they did, that nobody could take that joy away from him. As he And every time that he came back around, every lap, that smile got bigger. And eventually the screaming stopped. And some of those people in that same crowd actually started to cheer him on. So that whole situation, just I'll never forget it. And I, I love, first of all, Kale, I, I have um, two boys that one is 11, one's about to be 15. I love that level of compassion. And, you know, I've raised my boys to, you know, if somebody's different, you know, just think about what they're going through, how, how you can help them. Um, so I love that that is your mission book. And, and quite frankly, I love the fact that you call it a mission book. I think that's huge. Now, um, I'm going to change gears slightly because I want to hear about Stuart H. Quills. Okay. Stuart H. Quills and his Explosive Emotions is my third book that I've been published. It's my latest book. It is about a porcupine who is really smart. He's so smart, in fact, that his teacher decides he's not learning anything from his um, current class. She decides that he needs to go to a class that's really going to challenge him. So she sends him to uh, the Big City Academy. And when he gets there, he's really surprised at who his new classmates are. So surprised, in fact, that his nerves begin to overwhelm him. And when Stuart gets nervous, something really special happens. And that special thing really makes it hard for him to make friends. So in this book, he really has to overcome all of his nerves and realize that although new things are sometimes hard, um, if we never leave our comfort zones, we'll never grow. Love that. Now, this is meant as a compliment, but you are truly an old soul. Like you've got this amazing heart and wisdom. I'm really, really impressed. Um, now, I hear a rumor that there's a book number four coming. Uh, there is. It's um, this new one is titled Born to Stand Out, and it is another mission book. It is targeted to raise awareness for um, hearing loss and for the hearing impaired. This is about an elephant named Evelyn, and she loves art, but um, she, she was born deaf. And uh, she finds it extremely hard to make friends in her new school, and well, in her school. And um, she just, she wants to stay in her own little comfort zone in her own little imagination and not really ever take any risks, not put herself out there, but some encouraging words from her mom really turn things around for her. Love that. So when is that book going to be released? Um, well, I am in college right now and that is keeping me really busy, but I'm trying my best to, get all the illustrations done. I am actually seeking a publisher for that. If, yep, I'm 
So when that comes out, I will be seeking a new publisher. Awesome. Well, let's talk about your day job. So you're, you're only spending your hours doing something very, very important on elementary education. Um, how do you see your books tying into your career going forward? Well, I'm definitely going to have um, at least a shelf somewhere in my room that I can display all my books and definitely show my all my students that someone who isn't even that much older than them could do all these things. So what's to stop them from doing it? I love it. Um, now, let's talk about education in a second. But first, I just want to say I have a friend who has a 10-year-old son um, and he's published a book for every year of his life. Wow. Now, full disclosure, they're not, he's not illustrating. He writes the books and, and dad hires an illustrator. Um, I can't help but think that the writing part is probably a little faster than the illustration part. Is that fair? Yeah, that's really fair. All right. Well, Kale, I'm going to ask you the loaded question because you're significantly younger than most people I hang out with, and, and I'm saying this in, in a great respect. Um, what are your favorite tools? How do you how do you write? How do you illustrate? Are you old school by hand on paper, or are you using tech? Um, for the writing process, I, I started out using Google Docs, but now I just use the Notes app on my phone. Um, how I really structure stories is um my books usually go in steps so my first book for example danny the duck head south he was looking for new ways to fly south so on so i just made a numbered list one train one car etc and then um throughout the day ideas just sort of come to me so i just pull out my phone real fast and I jot down my notes and then I go about my day. And over time, the story just sort of forms itself. And how, how do you illustrate? Are you uh, digital or are you doing it by hand or a bit of both? Um, well, actually it's really both. For the first part, I always sketch out my ideas on uh, just regular paper and then I'll take a picture of that with my iPad and then I use an app called Procreate where I can trace over my sketches with different colors and then um, fill and blend and all the other things that bring my characters to life. Love it. I love it. So do you do most of your finishing on your iPad then? Uh, yes, that's, that's definitely the longest part. I can probably sketch in about maybe two days for a whole double page, but coloring it in, that probably takes a good week to two weeks. So it, it's a long process. I would imagine. How many pages are your typical books? Um, my All my pages are pretty much connected. So each double page with that, it's about, I'd say, 12 to 14 pages so not quite that long but still takes you a couple weeks per page right yeah uh-huh 
Now, be honest, Kale, are you doodling in class at university or are you the keener sitting at the front paying attention or a bit of both? Well, uh, I started out college really trying to keep up with my uh, books, but after all the workload came at me, I just decided to put it off to the side for now, get all caught up in my classes, and then I'll get to revisit it with my full uh, focus after classes are over. So I think that's a good plan for now. So a, a sane plan. Uh, I've been there, done that, and um, I don't know why, but I always had something going on. I had a side project in university, and I was like, you know, if I just focused and got through, I would have more time for the side project. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. I recognize, and, and I applaud you for focusing on school first. Um, now let's talk about publishing, because... First of all, um, I don't know many 15-year-olds that would say, you know, I'm going to figure this out. Um, so how did you find, did you publish your first three with one publisher or did you have different publishers? My first two were with Imagine We Publishers. Uh, my mom actually knew someone who worked there, which that was a really good connection. Uh, we, sent it, we sent my first book into her. She read it, she showed it to her superiors, and they liked it, so they decided to publish it, and we sort of went from there. I had to fix a few of my illustrations because things weren't aligning quite right, so it was about, it was a couple months after they decided to publish it that it actually got published. It's a long process. Yeah, for what it's worth, you actually did it quickly. Uh, my first book, it was 18 months. Wow. Back and forth. And, and for the record, I, I'd written a um, a nonfiction, you know, it was a tactical how-to book. Um, so they did a lot of fact checking and, and a lot of editing, um, but it was slow and painful. So I'm, I'm impressed that you were able to publish in, in two months. Um, now let's talk about you now. Um, what are you looking for in a new publisher? Um, I'm definitely looking for someone who shares my ideals, someone who, um, supports my causes and, um, is going to help me to spread these ideas across the world, get me a really big outreach and, um, someone who is going to help give me the resources that I need to accomplish these goals. I love that. Now, do you have any, you know, if you could make wave a magic wand, are there any publishers, publishing companies that you would uh, off the top of your head love to work with? Um, well, and in my ideal world, uh, there's the big ones such as Random House or Penguin or Scholastic even. That would be really awesome. Uh, I don't know if they would pick up my ideas or not, but that would be really cool if that, if that would happen. I love that. So let's put that out to the universe. Um, I, I don't personally know anyone, but honestly, I feel like Scholastic is a no-brainer for you. You know, they should want this. I mean, it's um, 
there's a publisher. Hold on one second. Um, sorry, we should be doing an interview, but um, I'm going to share this. Um, I met a publisher a while ago. They have a book, um, and their focus is um, on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and I think if I can find this, uh, who is the publisher? I don't see the publisher, but uh, if you just go to Amazon, um, there's a book called Brave Like Me, a story about finding your courage. And um, the authors are Christine Peck and Mags DeRoma. Um, there's a series of books that are sort of meant to help kids fit in. Um, I feel like those authors would be really good connections for you. Okay, thank you. And uh, there's one book for the life of me, I could never spell it. Um, it's called, oh, Chromosome Kids Like Me. And the author is, um, I think her name is Annette Fournier, and it's illustrated by Kelsey McKay. Um, I think that would be another book. And, and I just want to share, um, my son had a special needs kid in his class who he looks very different. He sounds very different. He acts very different. And his mom came into class and read this book and it, it basically explains his condition and it was magical to see his classmates instead of being fearful of him or or you know avoiding him all of a sudden they recognized that he was a kid like them he had some differences um but it really helped the classmates figure out how they can include him more and again, oh, that's amazing feel like publishers if somebody's published one of those books i'm going to guess they'd love your books okay thank you and you know for for what it's worth i i think um you know the irony is everybody thinks that they're different um, but then they see people who are truly different and, and we're not as understanding as we can or should be um, i love that you're using simple books um what's the reading age that these books would be for um i'd say anywhere from pre-k to maybe third fourth grade these books would be relevant love it now here, here's the big big question where can people go to get your books where are they online are they in stores Yes, I am on Amazon, and I have my own website called kalesitoff20.wixsite.com slash portfolio. It's a really long name, but that's my website. Wixsite slash portfolio? Yep. Okay, you might have to put that in the chat for me. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, did I find it? No, oh, no, I found your Facebook. Um, all right. So I see that you're on Amazon. Yeah. Um, now, do you have an author page or how do you, how does Amazon help you sell books? Um, well, 
I, I mean, it's really easy to find on there. That's good. Um, on the Imagine We website, those that website really helps me sell books too. But Amazon, I get quite a bit from the commission of the selling, so that's good. Um, definitely a really good partner to sell my stuff on. So really thankful for them. Love it. I love it. Well, I wish you well in your studies. I think you're going to be a fantastic human being and a fantastic teacher. Um, do not ever let go of the writing and illustrating. I feel like you have a, a very unique gift. And I'm just looking at the, the images. And with your permission, I'm going to order one of each of your books and I'm going to donate it to my kid's school. Um, I feel like they'd be great contributions to the school. Okay, thank you. That's amazing. I, I'm going to just tell you, Kale, that my son and I, we have a lot of very strange conversations. And I say strange because I'm pretty sure nobody else is doing this. Um, but we talk about, you know, he's got a couple of classmates who have parents who are completely deaf in both ears and the classmates are, are partially deaf. Um, you know, he's asking a lot of amazing questions and I know he's going to grow up and be an amazing human, but sometimes it would be nice if the class could have that conversation with the teacher. You know, if yeah. the teacher could read the book and, and explain. Uh-huh. Because I know a couple of kids that um, they, they use sign language exclusively at home because their parents are completely deaf. Um, but then at school, they have like this, um, it's like a translator thing where the teacher wears a, a, a microphone or something and the kid wears a receiver. Um, but a lot of kids are nervous around them because, you know, when they get too close, it, it echoes with the receiver, right? Yeah. So I think, um, I think your books are fantastic. Now, if an a publisher happens to listen to this and they say, my God, I got to talk to this kale kid. Um, where can they go? What's the best place to find you? And, you know, is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Is it on your website? Um, I'd say my website would probably be the best, but LinkedIn would also work. Okay. I see you on LinkedIn. So I'll include that. And so... If you could put your um, your website in the chat, I'll make sure it gets in the show notes. Um, now, are you doing a lot of book signing at, you know, I, I feel like this is going to help you in, in, in impressing some of your teachers in education, but I feel like you should be doing book signings and, and things on, on campus. Is that um, a next semester thing? Um, I haven't really done anything on campus, but I've had the privilege of going into several schools. And um, next month, I'm going to be going into New Bremen schools. And I'm going to read to, I think, grades kindergarten through sixth grade on one day. So that's going to be really fun, really awesome. And I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Um, if I can give you a tiny little tip, um, I do know a few children's authors, not my space. Um, I, I use crayons still and it looks terrible, but uh, 
you don't want me illustrating your life. Um, but one of the little tips I've learned is um, to find local libraries and do book readings. Yeah, I've actually done a few readings at the Salina Library, so that's good. Um, yeah, I'll have to keep my eyes open for other opportunities. Thank you. And and just, um, you know, I, I spent a year in education before I realized that um, I didn't want to be a teacher. I wanted to be something else. But um, I know it looks really good on your your curriculum and your resume if you're doing a bunch of volunteer work. So, you know, you might as well use your volunteer time to get your book out there in front of as many parents as you can. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the tip. Totally random tip, but, um, you know, I'm a father of two. Um, I know for a fact that almost every community has a, they call them Facebook mommy groups. So if you can find local mommy groups on Facebook, um, the moms will find you and, and convince their schools to bring you in. Because they're okay. always looking for fundraisers. They're looking for ways to, you know, bring value to the community. Um, you might as well pad your resume while you're building both your career in education and your business as an author. Yeah. Thanks for the tips. <laughs> so that that's my two cents. Now, you are the expert at being kale. You're the expert at... Um, and by the way, I'm in awe that you can both write and illustrate because you don't want me illustrating. We've already established that. Uh, is there anything I should have asked you, anything you'd like to share that we haven't talked about already? Um, I'd just like to say I'm really thankful for this journey. I mean, all the glory to God. Um, yeah, I wouldn't trade this life for anything and I'm just so thankful for these gifts that have been given to me and I just am really hoping that I can use these gifts to make the world such a better place and when kids around see other kids that are different I don't want them to be afraid I don't want them to see them as someone who's different I want them to see uh a beautiful child of God who was made in God's image and is is just like them. And yeah. Love that. Well, Kale, I'm uh, excited. I can't wait for the books to arrive. Um, I will share this and I just truly want to thank you. You have an exceptional gift and I am so honored that you spent some time with me and I'm really glad that you're sharing your gift with the world. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.